Welcome to the talk show for talkers from irishtalkers.com. Welcome back, Toastmasters, to the second section of the toast of the talk show for talkers this week. And we did mention at the top of the show that we had a gentleman that we were looking forward to interview. We did interview this gentleman about three years ago, but we've come back again because this man is a font of knowledge when it comes to Toastmasters. A past uh, district, a past division director, sorry, um, Eddie, and this gentleman's name is Eddie O'Mani. And Eddie, you're very welcome to the talk show for talkers. Thank you, Ted. Lovely to hear from you. Lovely to hear Paul and Moira as well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Ed. And Ed, I remember the last time we asked you the five questions, so we're not going to ask you those questions again. However, this is going to be a seasonal topic. So I would ask you, if you were to give a Christmas gift to somebody, would you advise them to join Toastmasters? I absolutely would. Um, I think that... Um, and I, I actually mentioned this at our last club meeting, that if you know someone who is planning to um, splash out uh, on themselves at Christmas and buy themselves a gym membership for, for January, as people typically do, then please save them the trouble because they'll go twice and the gym membership will lapse and it'll be a waste of money. Whereas... <laughs> If they go to a Toastmasters club and if they join, they will be making an investment in themselves and in their own futures. They will, as you said yourself on the night, Ted, they will find a path to their best selves. Um, it's the greatest investment you can make in your own development um, as a person, as a speaker, you know, in self-confidence and communication right across the board that you will, you know, it's money really, really well spent. Excellent, Ed. And I was wondering where I where I did get that question from. No, it, I remember it came obviously from my subconscious of our meeting last Tuesday evening. So, if you were to speak, which you are doing at the moment, you are speaking to potential Toastmasters out there. What would you tell them would be the greatest benefit to them? I guess Toastmasters for individual members is a journey and people join for different reasons. So some people join for the social aspect. Some people join for uh, to, to be able to communicate in uh, different formats at work, such as presentations or, you know, potentially um, uh, ad hoc meetings and stuff like that, where they may not, it may not be their comfort zone currently. They may not just be in that space. Um, and Toastmasters can give them an opportunity to do that. Some people join just to build their self confidence. Some people join to, you know, be able to do a best man speech or something like that. They're all absolutely valid reasons. Everyone joins for their own reason. And I, I would extrapolate from what I just said and say that regardless of the reason you join there are other reasons why you will stay and the reasons why you will stay is you will find your self-confidence growing inevitably um, you will find a huge uh, opportunity to expand your social circle we are without wanting to sound too saccharine about it we are a family in each club 
and you know we we embrace new members and we uh, hopefully uh, embrace the existing members and our interest as a club is to see everyone develop but most of all and um, it was it it's it sounds a little cliched but um, it's something that someone else uh, I heard say once the reason that I one of the main reasons that I go to Toastmasters and and you know I can only speak for myself really is if you cannot say what you mean then no one will believe that you mean what you say that's a wonderful testimonial on behalf of Toastmasters Eddie and I should explain to people that are listening to us now that even though you and I are speaking on this show, these questions that I'm asking you are really impromptu. So you're giving an impromptu answer, which is straight from the heart. So it's not as if we rehearsed this or anything like that. These are questions that you wouldn't have been expecting to have uh, thrown at you. Nope, not at all. Yeah, so that's wonderful. So if you had, if if you were to say to people that what you are going to learn in Toastmasters or what the challenges are going to be. Are there any challenges there that you could you could mention here that you may have had yourself as a Toastmaster just to put their minds at ease? Sure. I guess what I would say is there are many different roles, many different hats that you wear when you become a Toastmaster. So you know obviously you're you're going to be doing a certain amount of standing in up in front of an audience and speaking that's a challenge you're also even before you get to that stage um you're going to be presented with the challenge of being able to put a speech together so picking a topic and being able to structure a speech and that takes a little bit of practice and a little bit of uh, discipline and refinement so there's a challenge there um you know when you get into the actual meetings themselves you also will be exposed to topic sessions where uh, okay you may not be asked immediately because you're either a guest or a new member whatever the case may be but you will be asked to speak off the cuff much as we're speaking here and being able to do that to speak um, extemporaneously when you're just given a topic and you're able to run with it that also is a challenge and if i was to be absolutely honest that topics format is almost more challenging for a lot of people than the the act of getting up in front of an audience and doing a speech there is an art form to that and you know the whole ethos behind topics is to get you to a point where you don't freeze you don't panic you're able to draw a breath put your thoughts together and be able to communicate rationally and coherently to in response to the question but the key thing that i would say with all of those challenges and there are others as well within the toastmasters experience is that through evaluations and through your fellow toastmasters and most of all through your mentor which you will get when you join your club you will get a huge um, uh, variety and mechanism of support and guidance and encouragement in all of those aspects of the Toastmasters experience. It's not like you, you know, you walk in the door and you're expected to do a speech or do a topic straight away. You would be given 
guidance, you'll be given encouragement, uh, advice, as much or as little of it as you want before you ever say a single word in a Toastmasters meeting. And that's one of the beauties of the Toastmasters process, that you're, while you may be doing it for yourself and for your reasons, you're never alone in what you're trying to achieve. And that, that's a wonderful response as well, Eddie, because you've certainly given potential Toastmasters who listen into this show a very good example of what Toastmasters is all about, the whole ethos of Toastmasters. You, you've given a wonderful answer insofar as most of us join Toastmasters in the first place to conquer our fear of public speaking. Mm-hmm. And you, you have done that splendidly there, so I would nearly advise the clubs that listen to the show to use that particular piece as a little voice recording that they can play for new members when they're coming in to what they can find and what they can benefit benefit from when they join Toastmasters. That, that's an excellent idea. Can I get royalties from it? <laughs> you certainly can. There'll be two chocolates for you at the end of the show. <laughs> As, as, as you, as the president of Blarney, very nicely donated last Tuesday night at the Blarney meeting. And uh, so th- there are two left over. So as a royalty, I think that would be the, the, the very best or the most expensive thing that we could give you. Because when you collect royalties, it doesn't always mean it has to be cash. <laughs> Absolutely. It's benefit in kind. Benefit in kind, exactly. You won't even be taxed on the chocolate. So, what, what, what you, I think you've mentioned it already, Ed, but I'm going to ask you again. What exactly keeps you coming back to Toastmasters? Uh, oh, that's a very good question, Ted. So, I guess to put it in context, I've been in Toastmasters for probably 13 years now. Um, and as you said at the start, served a number of roles and, you know, um, gotten a number of awards and all that kind of stuff um, and I suppose what really there's two things that are keeping me coming back well three things really uh, that are keeping me coming back now number one is being president of the club so that wasn't um, on my plan for this year but I was honoured to be nominated and honoured to, to be elected and you know, you feel a certain sense of responsibility that you want to keep the thing going and you want to to um, be involved in the development of the club and the growth of the club. So that's, I suppose, a new experience. I've been president of clubs before, but um, certainly in the six months to, to date, this is uh, the presidential experience that I've enjoyed the most. And that's due largely to the committee that I have around me very motivated, very um, interested and very passionate about Toastmasters and about learning. Um, The second reason is pathways. So having gone through the old educational awards system, I have recently started on pathways and it's it's like starting from scratch again. Um, You know, it's it's gotten me to a point where I'm starting to do uh, speeches again and starting to put more thought into speech projects so it's it's really uh, reinvigorated my toastmasters experience and then finally uh, the the most important reason for me on a personal level is seeing toastmasters that i mentor and new members etc 
um, that have come into the club and seeing them develop. So, you know, someone, and I, I, I've had it said about my own experience in Toastmasters, mm-hmm. someone comes in and, you know, they're sitting down the back of the room, they're full of nerves, and then over time, um, you know, they develop as a Toastmaster, as a speaker, you can see their confidence growing. And by the time they've done a half a dozen or 10 speeches, they're taking over the room, they're marching up and down, they're using props, they're using body language and gestures. You can see their vocabulary is improved. And it's it's just incredible to see it. Um, and that's always a joy to behold. Superb, Eddie. And you mentioned two lovely things there. Number one, you mentioned that you didn't expect to become president of Blarney Toastmasters this year. And you've demonstrated exactly what can happen in Toastmasters. You could be out in the bathroom during the annual general meeting and before the elections. And this is what our CEO mentioned recently, that he was elected president of a club because he happened to go to the bathroom and somebody outside suggested to him that he'd make a great president. And he ended up being president. And you also mentioned just to West the appetites of those people who are thinking of Toastmasters. This new um, educational pathway that we're on, which is called Pathways. So I think you've answered the answers fantastic. You're going to be a great Christmas gift on the talk show for talkers. So thank you, Eddie. It's been a pleasure speaking with you again on the talk show for talkers. My pleasure, Ted. Thank you, Eddie. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every Friday afternoon at 4pm Dublin time. Check on our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.